When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on with the Kawhi Leonard injury controversy? Can the Raptors get to the NBA Finals? Will Mark Cuban survive this sexual harassment scandal surrounding the Mavs? The only question left is, say it with me, you win. Hey sports fans, Coach Nick here and welcome to the B-Ball Breakdown Podcast. As always, I am joined by Dave Dufour, and I might sound a little bit bad because I was out last night and I'm now sick a little bit, and bam, damn, is it annoying, but you know what? We got basketball tonight, and that's a really good thing. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm, I'm missing basketball. I am. I definitely missed it, even though the All-Star game was in L.A. I still felt like I wanted the real basketball. Uh, parenthetically, I am dropping a video on the Globetrotters uh, that I spent some time with on Sunday. They actually had me on the court with them, and they went over their famous weave, so I was like a kid in the candy store, Dave. You wouldn't believe it. I was a huge fan. Uh, Sweet Lou Dunbar is the coach who was a player when I was, uh, you know, growing up watching him. And uh, I, I also think that you can run this. If you're a coach out there at whatever level, you should run their weave. It's, uh, it's actually more choreographed and more fundamental than you might think. Yeah, the half-court weave, I mean, the Golden State Warriors use it often. Um, I've used it quite a bit uh, on teams that I've coached. Um, it's good for just getting guys going, you know, getting going in a, into a – just moving in the half court. I like to go the uh, the weave into a pin down, and oh, then yeah. you get you almost get a side weave. Um, it's actually it works pretty well. Um, or into a pin down, and then maybe uh, into a little like uh, off the pin down, you can get a little bit of a high post split. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it also right, you can get the the high post feed out of that is what makes it really exciting. And they'll roll it and they'll do all funny stuff. But either way, uh, that's when you can get some really exciting stuff. And if you get good at it, you can do that against a regular defense who's trying to stop you. Absolutely, uh, because they get used. To, they think they get used to, it and all of a sudden, bam, you cut back door. Right. And, uh, it's all read and react, by the way. It really is. It's you have to have rules that they have, and I'll show you yeah. those. And then uh, at a read and react, it's, it was, I was it was amazing. So um, yeah, it's a, it's a nice it's like a it's a nice little like change up. And then you can take it into a fastball. You know, you yeah. can you can lull the defense a little bit. The real question is, did they try to trade you to the Washington Generals? <laughs> no, they did not. They were, <laughs> thank God. I, although I, I was trying to get a, a seat on the bench, you know, as an assistant coach, but they don't need any like that. So maybe <laughs> one day, if I get popular enough, I'm somehow going to make it where I get to be a coach. But I'm not sure. I guess you're right. I, I have to be a coach of the Generals. I cannot be a coach of the, of the Globetrotters, unfortunately. Right. But um, nonetheless, uh, well, let's let's talk a little bit about what's going on in the NBA because we had some. Uh, I guess it's today was a pretty big bombshell, wouldn't you say? Um, wait, which one? What am I missing? The Kawhi. Oh, that was, so that was yesterday. It was yesterday. All right, I lost track of what day we're at. Yeah, so uh, Woj sends out the tweet. Uh, Well, I guess it started in the morning. uh, Mike Wright uh, posted that Pop said that he didn't expect Kawhi to make it back until basically next season. 
And then we saw the video and the video, you know, he kind of expands on that a little bit. And, uh, you know, he talks about, you know, there's only like 25 games left and, you know, the Spurs are notorious for liking to ease guys in. And he just didn't feel like it was enough time. And then Woj drops a Woj bomb and says that Kawhi has been in New York dealing, you know, looking for a second opinion on his, on his quad, the tendinopathy that he's got going on there. And that, Essentially, he's been cleared by the Spurs doctors to to return, uh, but has been advised not to by the second opinion. the The bigger thing I I think that has people have lost sight of this is that when Woj sent this out, he actually he he mentioned that it's it's been about Kawhi managing his discomfort, which to me means he's still in pain, which means he shouldn't play. You know, I know we ask a lot of these guys, but we shouldn't ask anyone to play in pain and and. Quad tendinopathy is is quite painful, uh, apparently, from the limited research I've done on this. And um, if it's still an issue, it could lead to bigger problems down the line. And you know, he's got his whole career ahead of him. And I'm not saying that that's why he's not coming back. I don't I don't know if this is a you know a long term thought or thinking about his max contract, which he's going to get no matter what. Um, I would say that if he's in any sort of pain, he deserves to not play if he if he's not comfortable. I, I just don't think that you know we should all freak out about this i'm much more concerned about the earlier report from last month where we heard that he wasn't happy uh with how his injury was being managed there but i you know it's the spurs i I think that we can we can trust them to kind of work this situation out i don't know you know that's what's the, the interesting about this is it is the spurs you never ever as an nba team want to have that kind of medical information coming out you know, the idea that he's been cleared and he it's simply he won't play, that's a really bad position to put a player in. That should never have come out. I don't know how that did. But, like, the idea that, yeah, the, the Spurs doctors say, yeah, you should be able to play Kawhi and why aren't you playing or something. And they might not even be saying that, but that's what it ends up sounding like. So that's what's shocking is that a, 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 a program like the Spurs would never normally have that come out. So I, I would imagine that whatever we've been hearing, I know Jalen Rose is talking about it too, is, you know, there might be some really a big rift coming out of uh, between Kawhi and the Spurs. Now, remind me. Is he? What's his free agent status uh, going into the summer? He can opt out in the summer of 2019, which effectively makes uh, next year the last year of his contract. Um, and he is eligible for the for the supermax, so it'd be like a five year, 219 million dollar contract. So there's quite a, quite a bit of uh, incentive for him to work it out with the Spurs, and obviously for the Spurs to work it out with him because he's a great player, but. If if the Spurs feel like this is a situation that isn't going to work itself out, you know, from a personality, you know, standpoint, we could see him moved this summer. And I don't want to be the type of person that jumps straight to the Spurs trading Kawhi Leonard because we just don't know enough about the situation. And the, we all knew that Lamarcus Aldridge wanted to trade from the Spurs, and they worked that out. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I guess it's it's a possibility. It's on the table. It. I mean, I guess it has to be on the table, which makes this summer even more interesting. It does. It does. Now, uh, I mean, just based on what they've done with him and the development of him, and I, would they ever seriously consider trading him? It sounds hard to believe we'd ever get this point, but the bottom line is they can't compete against the top teams without him, uh, no matter what their record is now. They're just not a team at that level. Uh, Legendary NBA does ask us, hey, coach, can we say that Kawhi is injury-prone? 
this is interesting, right? He's had some hand issues, which are usually freak kind of accidents, and now he's got yeah. this. What, what, when is that threshold? I don't know. I mean, it doesn't – these are, like you said, they're kind of more freak things. Like, you know, he had the eye injury where he got poked in the eye. He had the elbow injury. And, like, I think that's just normal, you know, things that people pick up, but the Spurs are super cautious. So he may miss more games with some of this stuff than, than the average guy because, you know, they're, they're thinking long term. Um, you know, the ankle injury in the playoffs last year – it, it happened, you know, guys sprain ankles. That doesn't mean you're injury prone. Um, so, no, I'm, I'm not going to say he's injury prone. I just think he's, you know, had a couple of injuries, which is the ankle injury last year. And then that seems to have possibly contributed to the quad issue. So, no, I'm not going to call him injury prone. I don't know. I don't like, like that term as it is because it's injuries are, are often, you know, triggered by an event, not just a guy just gets hurt. Right. And I have to imagine that, you know, his diet, he probably takes care of himself and eats really well, which is also yeah. a big part of, you know, staying out of the injury prone, right? That's right. So, and you know what? It makes me kind of hungry even talking about it, which I think I'm going to have to go for an RX bar, Dave. Yeah, you know, my, my wife turned me on to these. She's a big fan. She loves the chocolate and sea salt flavor. Um, two of her favorite things, you know, together. That's Absolutely. sweet and You know, we savory. should get our wives together because she, my wife also loves the same, same flavors. And it's interesting because their core ingredients do all the talking. It's simply like eating two egg whites, two dates, and six almonds with no BS. In fact, no B, uh, we call BS is a, you know, a really good phrase we've been hearing on the, on, on the news uh, the last couple of days. And so uh, this is another one of those things echoing that point. Uh, and it's really real food ingredients that actually taste really good. So these RX bars are something that you should definitely try, uh, and they come in 11 delicious flavor varieties, gluten-free, soy-free, and dairy-free. And again, I can't stress how important it is to eat healthy and eat clean, you know, if you want to be a good athlete. Yeah, and, and no added sugar is important to me. I mean, you know, I, I try to keep all my sugar intake to uh, fruits, and, yeah. uh, and they use uh, fig or dates um, for, their, for their sweetness here in this, and it's, they're delicious. Yeah. It's also, great to have. I throw it in my bag when I'm when I'm flying anywhere. For sure, and egg white, the egg white, egg white protein is also huge. And I stopped eating sugar or, or, or uh, processed sugar. And I wanted to say this: I had a, a lot of sugar on Sunday night, and I literally felt like I got hit by a car on Monday morning, having not eaten it for like three months. So, that this is a really great way to, to replace all that stuff. So, if you guys want to also get us some RX bars, you should really try and do that. And you can also get twenty five percent off your first order. When you visit rxbar.com slash Coach Nick, uh, that is Coach Nick is the promo code, or you go rxbar.com slash Coach Nick and get yourself uh, a whole lot of different flavors of really good, healthy eating. All right. That's good stuff. It is. So, Dave, we have, uh, do we have any good questions right now in the? Uh... Um, you know what? We got a good question. Um, someone asked uh, Dirk Diggler, too. Nice. Uh, ask, uh, what is the biggest philosophical disagreement the two of us have when it comes to coaching? And I don't think we've run into a big one. Um, you know, what about the diving on the loose ball for loose balls? Well, I'm against it. Okay. Right. Yeah. I thought, oh, damn, I thought we were going to have something. All right. What no, about, um, I'm not into fake hustle. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so uh, I don't, I really don't think we have one. It, I, it was so interesting to me because, you know, like everybody's got, one weird thing, but you and I actually, we pretty much agree on most stuff. Um, okay. I'm not as triangle heavy as you are, but I still use parts of the triangle. So like, you know, 
Yeah, I mean, like and I've gone away. Listen, I wouldn't run the complete strict, uh, you know, triangle anymore. In fact, I, you know, you were, were you with me? No, I, I was filming a whole bunch of, you know, how to tweak it. Basically, I'm just ripping off what the Warriors do. But sure, you know, um, I'm sure Which all the great coaches do. That's what, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. So uh, yeah, but um, you know, I, you know, all the shooting stuff. Yeah, I guess we're we're in there. What about what about closing out and faking like you're going to punch the guy in the nuts? Are you up with it with me on that one? Um. So I used to do the like I actually. <laughs> started doing this in high school um when you're late closing out and can't get a hand up to the sh- to the shooting hand side i would just run past like duck and run past with my arm out without yeah. touching right so so i don't know are you a proponent of that <laughs> i i just giggle like a schoolgirl when i talk about that with other people because yeah i certainly don't like i don't like a traditional closeout i don't think it's hands high butt down and you're like do the stutter jump stop i just yeah. don't feel like that does much at all and, uh, you know, if you're a coach, it's just like, okay, there's always going to be one guy on the floor on the other team that you want to shoot it no matter what. So you don't close out right. on him anyway. Just just stop and let him shoot yeah, it. Yeah, uh, exactly. And then uh, from there, you leave your feet on the on the one guy that you want to make sure he doesn't shoot it or right. know, contest in the air. And after that, you know, that's the, all the scouting I would ever do is, okay, who's the good shooter and who's the guy who wanted to shoot at any time on the floor? That's all I have yeah. to be worried about. So, um, yeah. I like a good foot stomp. Yeah, okay. On a closeout. Yeah. Um, I, so, yeah. Way, I am completely opposed to the co- the coaches and the players on the bench yelling uh, in their ear when they're on that side of the floor. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. No. Uh, it's, it to me, that's a little bit of poor sportsmanship. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. kind of like doing the uh, the, the bottle flip, uh, you know, during a game. Yeah. On the bench. In, in the game, in the game that I I was ejected this year and got three technicals, the opposing coach was closing out on my shooters when they were they were shooting above the break, and he was on the court closing out on them. Oh, Jesus. And I got three technicals in that game. I'm just saying, you know. Oh, yeah. And it was about two hours away. So that was some home cooking. I I was coaching a freshman team once and um, on the road and the other coach basically was on the floor like during a free throw with another player on the bench, but on the floor trying to demonstrate like a defensive thing he wanted on the side of the on the on the side hoop that's above their bench. And I remember just turning the ref. I'm like, you know, that's that's a little extreme, don't you think? And I remember the head coach. This is that was a freshman coach. The head coach of their team started screaming at me from across the gym. You know, you got to coach your team and you only, that's all you have to talk about. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, well, you're supposed to sit down and watch. And right. That, <laughs> you know, by the way, I didn't know he was the head coach at the time. So anyway, yeah. well, let's, let's get back to some NBA because uh, aside from the Kawhi stuff, I mean, obviously uh, we now have, you know, less than half the season left and we are now moving into the, where it goes warp speed. The guys are going to get ready for the playoffs. So What's uh, what is what's the storyline we got to watch out for? I, I guess you can look at the Rockets versus Warriors. Who's going to get that top spot? Yeah, I think that that's one to watch. Um, you know, uh, I think home court is more important to the Rockets than it is to the Warriors at, at this point. Um, but I also think watching the Cavs. You know, can, can this new Cavs team be as good as they've been in their first two games together? And, and I think that that's really important. Um, and then can Toronto maintain their pace? Toronto has been so good. And I still, you know, I've been talking about them quite a bit since about mid-December. Mm-hmm. And I still feel like they're being overlooked. And and the main argument people use to me is a faulty one. They continue to bring up, well, what have, what have they done in the playoffs? Look, man, I don't care. I'm talking about what they're doing right now. And it looks much more sustainable when the playoffs come around than what we've seen from them previously. So, you know, for all you people who are going to come at me uh, about about Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan underperforming in the playoffs, which, by the way, DeMar DeRozan has certainly not underperformed in the playoffs. Um, 
Kyle Lowry oh. has. Well, DeMar DeRozan. Go on. Now, the reason that they won the Buck series is because DeMar DeRozan carried him through it. Kyle Lowry has underperformed. I mean, he's he shot terrible from three uh, in the playoffs. But again, the the looks that they get in in their new revamped offense is so much better than you know the quality of those looks is so much higher than what they've got previously. Not to right. mention they actually have a bench now. They've got a really good bench, potentially the best bench in the league. So, okay. um, you know, that way, helps. The, the thing with Lowry as well is when you go iso ball, you know, if you're DeRozan, who's a legit like 6'7", 6'8", a good athlete, okay, you could get your shot off and get over people. But Lowry is like mm-hmm. my height. And I can right. see it, And we've seen it time and again how those, those uh, shots just get harder and harder. And doesn't, yeah. you know, it's almost impossible at that size to make the shots he's trying right. to take. So, Well, also, he's playing much fewer minutes this season than he ever has before. So, you know, the, the, the reasoning stands that, that, yeah, he'll be more fresh. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of reasons to, to like the Raptors this year and um, they've been playing really well and and they're fun, but that bench is, is fantastic. I mean, they're going to blow away any other team's bench. Uh, and I know in the playoffs, you're going to have shorter rotations and your good player is going to play more minutes, but I'd like to see Toronto kind of stick with their rotations the way they are. I think it, it's working out really well for them. Uh, yeah, for sure. And, and if you didn't see the video I did on them um, a month ago or whatever, uh, I, we did cover them as, as why they're the contender no one's talking about. And nothing has changed. Uh, they are still right there. They're on pace to win 60 games, which would be a high for them of all time in their franchise. And, you know, that pace right now, they're on the top of the Eastern Conference. Because I think the bottom line here is, you know, the Cavs are six and a half games behind first. They're not going to make that up in, uh, in the 30 games they have left. I don't think it's possible. Yeah, um, I don't think so. But they could get to, you know, the Celtics who are, you know, four, they're behind by four and a half games of the Celtics. So that, that could be a thing. Um, and I've said this before, the Celtics to me are a bit of a mirage. I don't know if they really are um, as good as they appear to be early, but we'll have to find out because right now if the playoffs started, it, and it kind of looks like we're getting solidified here in the East. It kind of feels like the Heat are going to make it in the A spot, and the other spots are a little bit up for grabs. But, uh, you know, you're talking about the Celtics playing the Sixers maybe. I don't think it's a great matchup uh, for the Celtics necessarily. Right, not at all. I mean, yeah. yeah, not at all. I mean, if you take out that 16-game winning streak by the Celtics, it really it really changes the you know what they look like as a team. It puts them much more in the middle of the pack. So, you know, it's uh it's tricky. It, they definitely over overperformed. Even Brad Stevens has said that. You know, mm-hmm. um, this is probably a 50-win team that looks like a you know 58-win team right now, right? Because of that that win streak. So. Um, yeah, it's nice to actually have the feeling of of uh, competition when it comes to get teams getting to the finals. I mean, the Rockets actually feel like a real contender. Their defense is legit. The offense we we know is like historic level, and um, you know, adding PJ Tucker, adding Chris Paul, adding Luke Richard and Bamute, and then this very much improved Clint Capella. I, I think that the Warriors should be feeling a little. Nervous. I'm not saying that that the Rockets are a better team, but they're definitely a team that has shown that they can hang with the Warriors. I, I'm man. I cannot wait for the playoffs. I oh, hate I to be that guy who's like, you know, we're we're 70 days or whatever we are. I actually 
how far away are we from the playoffs? Like a- 60. April 17th 60? or something like that, right? Or whatever. Oh, okay. So 50 days, 55 days, something like that. I just uh, cannot I, wait. I'm pumped. I was told there'd be no math. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the minutes played per game for Harden is a real big watchword for him. you got to keep it. Right now he's playing just under 36 minutes, which he played a little bit more than that last year, 36.4. Now he's 35.8, which is not that different. But, again, it's also in the playoffs you know, that's going to go up, and that, that has to be managed, which is another reason why they would want the, uh, the first seed because perhaps they get an easier first-round matchup. They don't have to play him that much, and he'll be fresher for the second and third rounds. Um, and, and the bottom line is he won't have to do that much. Now, what is the story? Chris Paul, was he playing when we last left off uh, before the All-Star break? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And he was looking good. All right, good. Um, we had some questions, though, some really good questions. You know, in the, uh, you know actually, uh, one more thing before we get to these questions. Yep. Um, and, and I think there's something that we, we should talk about. Um, the Mavericks situation. Oh, okay. Um, the, obviously, they, they've got a couple of situations going on. Um, I, first, let's talk about the one that's not so serious. Um, Mark Cuban talking about tanking openly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we are in an environment where it's fine to tank as long as you don't talk about it. And I don't know that that's great. There's a lot of cognitive dissonance going on when it comes to tanking. Um, obviously you can just spell it out differently than he did. And maybe that, you know, it is a business. And, and so there is a, a PR sort of uh, part of it, but at the same time, he's, they're not doing anything that we didn't already know and that we haven't known that other teams are doing. So um, that's number one. Uh, but number two is the, you know, the, uh, the sports illustrated piece that, right. that came out the other day. And, um, how do you feel about that? I mean, I like, obviously it's disgusting to read about and, and, you know, really struck a chord with me, um, personally, but I, I'm, I'm curious cause we haven't talked about it at all. This yeah. is literally the first time for sure. Well, the first thing about the tanking, I, it did rub me a little bit. I was a little concerned because. You know, you never want to have that out in the open for the for players to hear that. That that is a thing. I mean, you know, the tanking can go on by playing time, resting guys, and you know that kind of stuff. But you could still expect them to play hard and do as well as they can. So that's that is an issue uh, that I had with that. And, and as a coach, if I were Carlisle, I'd be really concerned too, just because how are you supposed to you know coach your team when the owner is already telling you that they want you to lose. Uh, as for the other thing, obviously it was reported that the president of the Mavericks for a, a lot of years before Cuban took over and then while he was uh, the owner uh, sort of led a culture that sounded just awful for women to be in. Um, although, as, I, as far as I could tell, it was mainly him, right? Or was am I, did I miss something in the reporting that showed that it was more than just the, uh, I'm forgetting his name, T. Uh, they call him uh, T. Uh, yeah, I think it's uh, Usury. Is yeah. maybe how you pronounce it. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't but, know. Yeah. I, I had yeah. not known about him at all. He had stopped uh, being the president of the Mavericks in 2015. Right. So um, so that's the question. The things you heard were about, mostly about him and how the women were reported right away. Nothing ever happened. And I guess the question is, does Mark Cuban, did he, did he really not know about that stuff? And I suppose it's possible. But you would think that at some point, HR would be calling him and saying, you know, there's a problem here. Right. And, you know, uh, with the with the Sneed uh, situation. Um, yeah the domestic violence part, you know, it, it seems like Cuban has kind of contradicted himself a little bit and he, he's been known as a, as a hands-on owner. Um, and so for this sort of thing to kind of escape his, his vision, um, seems a little far-fetched and weird, but at the same time, I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. The question is whether it 
whether ignorance of it excuses him, right? I mean, it, it ultimately, the buck stops with Mark Cuban. Mm-hmm. So how, you know, if something happens within your organization and you don't know about it, are you culpable? Now, I, I actually, I, I'm of the opinion that um, he may be pushed to sell the team. Really? Yeah, I mean, it, it's a, the timing of it is, I mean, it's unfortunate for Cuban, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the Me Too movement and, and just in general, like this climate, the NBA may may try to push him to to sell, and the tanking comments didn't help. Um, so it's uh, I don't know, it's tricky, and and I don't want to I don't want to say too much because I don't really have. I'd, I'd like to see what the investigation shows. Let's let's just go that way. So, um, right. but I do think it's worth talking about. I'm glad that you know this will get the league to look at other front offices and and other team organizations you know it's it's really important especially as we're trying to you know get the league to be more inviting to to women um yeah there's no excuse for it i mean i do think that mark cuban at least you know to the press and his quotes are you know he it's the right tone and he's saying the things you're supposed to say so that's that's good um I, I would have to. It's curious because we've seen Sterling was basically forced out and had was forced to sell uh, his team, even though it is kind of strange in a capitalist society where you know you are forced to sell something that you own that you don't want to sell. Yeah, um, but it's more like I mean, like if you violate the terms of your HOA, you could be forced to sell your home. Okay, uh, right? fair enough. Fair enough. I look at it that way. Okay. So, yeah, and so that could be an interesting thing. I mean, then the question is, well, how, what is that pressure? I guess that comes from Adam Silver basically saying, like, you know, if, if – and by the way, like, can the owner – I guess he can't say no if they come down and say this and that and, like, perhaps for some bylaws that they're going to violate. But, uh, yeah, it is troubling, and, you know, obviously the tanking ends up being the least of his concerns um, at this point. But it does – it's all, uh, it's you know, uh, a problem here, and it's, it's a good thing to have. I'm glad that we're having this conversation. Right. I feel like – um, it's about time that we've been able to approach this and, and like maybe once and for all clean up some things that have been really kind of, you know, put under the rug and smelly for years and decades uh, across right. the board. And then that goes to guns and it goes to the women um, and, and the workplace and everything. Yeah. Um, uh, as a teacher, I just got to throw this out there, giving teachers guns because couldn't, I couldn't hear, a, there's not a worse idea ever idealized or whatever that word is ever thought out uh, in, my, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, it's. I think that that's universally regarded as as stupid. So <laughs> I think yeah. that goes without saying. All right, well, um, we got some right. good questions. Yeah, let's let's. Uh, so we've got um, a couple of people asking if we think that the the Mavericks could lose their first round pick, um, and I don't know whether they're asking because of the the tanking uh, issue. I, I would assume the fine covers that. Now, whether they could lose it for the you know this uh, the sexual harassment and and whatnot. I doubt it. I doubt they're going to lose their first round pick. That that would seem, I don't know, especially, you know, consider the fact that, that I was saying that I wonder if Mark Cuban will be forced to sell. Well, the, the, that, that's an asset that would be, you know, help entice a new owner. I mean, right. of course, the team is going to sell no matter what, but you wouldn't want to make it uh, less valuable. And this is when you're looking at the league as a whole. So I would doubt it. I, I would think that there could be some kind of like a, um, some kind of fine or something like that. And again, I expect the NBA after this to consider some sort of a, um, you know, a committee to look into this league wide. Right. 
and train and training and and all sorts of stuff like that. Yeah, and institute yeah. it, uh, regulate it better. So for sure. Well, let's go to our next question. Uh, let's see. Is y'all my daddy asks, in your opinion, has anything changed regarding the 2018 free agency? LeBron to L.A., uh, PG staying at OKC. Uh, what do you think? Well, I think that the money, the money issues this summer are for real. You know, it's going to be the cap situation is going to be really tight. And um, I think what I've been saying the last couple of weeks, I think the most likely scenario for Paul George is, is to sign a one plus one. Yeah. Not a full max. Um, so sign a one plus one, stay in OKC for another season. I mean, this is just, I'm purely projecting here. Um, it's either that or he's going to, to the Lakers because they'll have the cap space. I, I really think LeBron is more likely to stay in Cleveland than to leave. And I've waffled on that quite a bit. I know I was saying that up until, you know, end of December. And then the whole month of January when they were in this, you know, death spiral, I really thought, oh man, he's gone. He's for sure gone. Uh, and now I'm leaning more toward LeBron's thing. Wow. You know what? I, I Maybe I agree with you. I hadn't even really processed it since the trades, but you're, you're right. I mean, if they can do a deep run and get back to the finals, um, then yeah, maybe. Although I guess, you know what I think to me is it's going to have to do with what happens in the finals. I think that's going to make a decision for him. Um, you mean if they if they make the finals? If the Cavs get to the finals and they get swept again, whatever, I think that that's going to probably indicate. But now, if it's a close series, it goes six seven games with who's got, then 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 maybe he just stays. Uh, he can't leave the East. It's like I don't understand why he'd ever even entertain going anywhere else. And I guess Houston, but like I don't know how Houston would ever be able to do that, and I don't know how he'd ever be able to play with a guy like Harden and Chris Paul. It doesn't seem like it'd ever work. So um, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, it's an interesting thing. Uh, the Paul George thing is even more interesting, I think, because, you know, right now they're fifth, right? And, and yeah. right now, who would they want to play? Who would you think that the, the OK, OKC would want to play in the playoffs between Houston and the Warriors? Um, probably. Honestly, I'm not sure, but maybe the Warriors. Yes, they've beaten them they twice. They matched up against them really well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's a silly thing to, to say, but yeah. So here's the interesting possible. problem is they're going to get stuck if they're fourth or fifth playing the Rockets in the second round versus if they can drop to sixth or something, and then they get the golden state. And I think that's the key uh, for Paul George. Paul George needs to play in the second round and like, you know, deep in the second round or even the conference finals, I think for him to stay. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, something that I think we, we haven't touched on, um, and that maybe hasn't been brought up enough is that the West from three to ten, it's four and a half games difference. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Yes. Yeah, it's incredible. Four and a half games difference from from ten to three. I mean, there's a chance the Spurs could miss the playoffs. You know, you are right. That is crazy. And you know what? Yes, I don't know what their strength of schedule is. We got to check that out because. Yes, uh, they just—they simply don't look that good against the teams that are, you know, obviously better than them. They're not playing up like they used to. Um, They've got so, the hardest schedule remaining. They do. Not, and I don't know how much you know of a difference that makes, um, you know, in the grand scheme of things. But it, you know, it's probably good for a, an extra loss or two. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, they got to play some of these teams for the you know the the rest of the season. I mean, it, it's it's insane. It's insane. Like we, I don't know the last time we had a playoff race. That was this tight. 
Right. This and this this wide of a, a range of, of teams. That's crazy. Uh, and and also the funny thing is, is the tenth team, the Utah Jazz, is the hottest team in the league right now. We're winning ten games in a row with Rudy eleven. Gobert come, I'm sorry, eleven. With 11 games in a row. And um and with Rudy Gobert had come back, so they're now the team that nobody wants to play anyway. And I I wonder if you're going to start seeing jockeying between the Rockets and the Warriors to not be the first if the Jazz are eighth. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to play them. Yeah, I would not want to. Play yeah, yeah. Um, which is it adds to the, the intrigue, you know. Then we can argue, oh, they're backing into the playoffs, so maybe they're doing it on purpose. We saw the Cavs do that uh, last year to avoid the, the Wizards. So uh, yeah, it's I, a I lot of stuff. If the Jazz make the playoffs, I think we're we're kind of owed a Donovan Mitchell playoff moment, yeah. um, just to kind of cap off the incredible rookie year he's had. Absolutely. Oh, who's your rookie of the year? Ten second answer. Ben, Sim- ben Simmons. Okay. Not yeah. No go, doubt. Uh, Mitchell second. Not yet. Yeah, Mitchell's Mitchell's up there, but he's not. He hasn't passed Simmons for me. No, no, okay. not at all. Yeah, I think I agree with you. Um, and Oliver Maroney asked me my opinion. I got to write something for him, so that, that helped yeah. me. Okay, uh, would Powell and Lamarcus have got their deals to the Spurs, knowing Kawhi was going to be out this long? Yes or no? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Chances of Kawhi being a Laker in two years? Um, five uh, percent. Oh, I think he's not on the Spurs in two years. Really? Well, he'll leave, right? I don't think, man. That's a lot of money to oh, pass right. up. It is a lot of money, but we saw, you know, uh, Durant did it. But, Certainly, um, yeah. But uh, that's a lot right. of money, man. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Okay, I won't say it's fifty-fifty. I'll say forty, sixty. That he'll stay. Sixty, forty. He'll stay. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, does, does OKC make it out of the second round of this year's playoffs? No. No. Okay. Yeah, because it's either going to be the Warriors or the the Rockets for them. That's going to be tough. Okay. Right. Uh, let's see here. Is let's see, what were what impressed you most about All Star Weekend? I think the Donovan Mitchell over the head uh, alley oop to, um, uh, oh my gosh, who's on who's Fien- who's a rookie on Fien- uh, on on the Hawks? John uh, Collins. John Collins. Uh, that was that was pretty impressive to me. I didn't. I honestly I didn't watch that much of it. I, maybe the twenty eight point. It's a twenty eight point three point round. By Devin yeah, Booker. I didn't watch that. I that only watched cool the the All Star game on Sunday. All right. Most impressive was that. All of the guys did not bust out laughing during the national anthem. Yeah, you know, I got to listen to that a little bit more carefully. I didn't really see uh, or get get it, but I'll watch it again. Uh, that whole that, that whole opening thing was, was just, like just bad. Was she like was she tinny or like was she not on pitch? No, no, no. Her singing was totally fine. It was just the performance itself. It was like this Marilyn Monroe "Happy oh. Birthday, Mr. President" rendition of this. The Star Spangled Banner. Oh, okay. I'll check it out. Uh, do you guys think the playoffs format, the, the format needs to be changed uh, for, uh, to 1 through 16, regardless of conference? I would love that. Yes. I would love it too. Uh, yeah. How will the Cavs balance the floor spacing and defense and closing situations? Uh, I suppose he wants to know what they're gonna, who they're going to put out there. Yeah, I mean, I, I imagine George Hill, uh, J.R. Smith, Rodney Hood, LeBron James, and, Kevin Love. and Larry Nance. Oh, I mean, oh, and and maybe Kevin loves some, but um, yeah. Oh, you you mean you think they're going to do a power on him and not play him uh, down the stretch? And I think it's going to be situational wow. for okay. sure. I mean, you know, he's he's going to come back in a month and then reintegrate with the team. So you know, it, it's going to be tricky. The answer is he talked about it a little bit. <laughs> you know, he was on the he was on the jump, and he talked about that a little bit. How you know when he came back from his shoulder injury, it was tough, and you know, trying to relate to Isaiah Thomas's situation. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think Kevin Love's a really good player, and, and I think that he'll be useful for them somehow. I'm not sure what his role is going to be when he comes back, though. All right, Especially if they're in a groove. 
Yes. Uh, next question. What playoff matchup would you like the most if teams were seeded 1 through 16? So he's saying like Cavs, Nuggets, Bucks, Wolves, but I don't, I, I don't know of anywhere we could see it listed like that. I would want to see the Bucks and the Cavs. I don't know if that would match up. Probably not. But um, what, what would that be? Do you have a, do you have a feeling? Um, I'm trying. Well, he must have done I mean, it because if he knows Cavs and Nuggets, yes, are I mean, up. someone's got it out there. Um, you know, I don't let me know. look it up. I'm trying to I'm trying to just find like the regular season standings. Okay. With all teams, there it is. Okay, I've got it. Um, so Houston. Oh, of course, it's not numbered. Um, oh. Well, why don't we we can table that one for the next? Yeah, time. yeah. Do you really so, think the Warriors will let Chris Paul win a game? Uh, um, yeah, they kind of have owned him quite a bit. Yeah. And that's, uh, yeah, no, I don't think so. Joe Johnson, does he get significant (laughs) minutes for the Rockets in the playoffs? No, I don't think so either. Um, we did talk about Kawhi already. Sorry. You missed the whole thing in the start. Um, let's see here. If the NBA doesn't want to talk about tanking, don't incentivize losing. That is true. And they're, they're working on that. I would Um, love to see, I'd love to see just either uh, every team in the lottery or, uh, well, every team in the lottery with, with even odds would, I think, solve all of this, right? Um, the other option is, is to eliminate the draft altogether and have rookie free agency with a sliding scale of money. All right. So the worst teams get more money, um, but winning is incentivized. You know, like if you were, uh, I don't know, Luka Doncic, and you could choose from any team, and the Spurs are, let's say the Spurs are like, 22nd and can only offer you I don't know two million dollars a year but the Atlanta Hawks can offer you 10 mm-hmm. I mean you're probably going to go to the Spurs right uh, that's so, true well let's yeah. go to uh, our, our friend of the breakdown uh, Adam Stanko Naismith lives as says uh, great job on Tuesday boys and if you missed it I was on the radio I have a radio show every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern on SB Nation radio so check the listings there on FM terrestrial radio and Dave came on and Adam came on uh, what do you think is the max amount of money Isaiah Thomas gets this summer, he asks? Jeez, uh, I, I, it's not a lot, right? Yeah, the mid-level exception would be a raise for yeah. him. So, I, you know, I've said that I think that he's probably going to wind up taking a veteran's minimum. Maybe he gets like half a mid-level, maybe like somewhere like four and a half to five million. Um, I don't know. I don't see him getting longer than a one-year deal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you got to see that he's healthy, right? And and of course, it depends on what team he winds up with. You know, I, I doubt, I I don't think the Lakers would bring him back. I don't know that it makes any sense unless they strike out in free agency. Maybe they bring him back for a season or something. But yeah, it's not signed already, right? They're going to end up. They wouldn't get back to him till later, right? Yeah, but I don't, I don't know that there's going to be a huge a huge line of teams looking to sign him. I mean, not just because of the hip and the health thing. But the locker room stuff and, and teams pay attention to that, man. And you know, if you're a winning team, are you going to want to bring that guy into your locker room? If you've got a really young team, are you going to want to bring that guy in your locker room? I, I wouldn't know. He blocked me on Twitter, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know what happened, Isaiah. You and me, we were like this. I was the guy who championed you. So uh, Trey Dutton asks, "What do you think? What do you guys think of a possible Clippers team with LeBron?" Uh, again, I don't know why he'd ever go to the West. And again, I don't know if Clippers are the team. Uh, you know what? The Clippers would be the team he could go to where he'd be able to do his thing versus like sure. the Rockets where he wouldn't be able to dominate the ball like he does. So that would be okay. Yeah. You know, if, by the way, is there a team in the league that LeBron uh, could go to that wouldn't get in the playoffs if he played on the team? Um, no. 
He'd, he'd make any team an eighth seed at least, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. That's, that might be, a, well, I don't know if it's a video, but it's an interesting question. It's, so. it's crazy to say that about a guy at this point in his career. I mean, he's been in the league for 15 years, and I mean, it just he is good enough and skilled enough that he could carry any team um, into the playoffs. For sure. Well, Dave, I think we're going to wrap this up because uh, this was another great show and we had a lot of great questions and I'm really glad that everyone could join us today. Yeah, this was fun. It's yeah. good to be back. Let's, let's do it again sometime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or more often. Let's do it twice a week. What do you say? Um, yeah, well, it, you know, now that we're ramping up toward the playoffs, it's time to do that. All right. And make sure you share this with all your friends. Tell everyone about the best NBA podcast out there and rate and review us on iTunes. I would love to have some more of those. There's some really good ones. You know what? We're going to start reading some of the reviews from iTunes next show. How about that? Ooh, that's a good idea. Yeah. It Shout works out Trump. to the I'm do it. We'll try it for us. There you go. <laughs> so anyhow, well, thank you again, Jay, for joining us. Thank you all for being on live on Periscope with us and ask, asking some great questions. And don't forget about RX bars and try those out. Use our code Coach Nick to save 25% off your order. And don't forget, sports fans, at B-Ball Breakdown, we're not a channel. We're a conversation. You in? You in, Dave? Yes, I am. <laughs>